You're listening to the We Don't Want to Wait iZombie Podcast Marshmallow Crossover Special. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. And we are here for our another week of Veronica Mars Fun. What episodes we have to, to cover this week? The Girl Next Door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a virgin. Okay. Hey. Uh, something in Dr- the end. Drinking Eccles, the Kool-Aid. <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid, that's right. And then Eccles... <laughs> Family Christmas. <gasps> wow, our our last episode of the year is going to be a Christmas episode. Yeah, uh, that's worked so awesome. out really well. Yeah. And also, what else I thought was really funny was uh, we're watching BoJack Horseman on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and you know it's like on season four or five now on Netflix. But on Comedy Central, it lined up uh, with uh, the Christmas episode this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. And speaking of Christmas or whatever holiday you prefer, um, if you are a We Don't Want to Wait listener, you'll be getting an extra bonus surprise popping up in your feed uh, this week. But uh, anybody who's listening, just so you know, we're going to take one week off. I I, I was like, ah, just one week without the binge watching um, so I can enjoy a holiday. Um, yes, our hobby is stressing us out. Uh, exactly. <laughs> It, it, you know, it wouldn't be a stressor if there wasn't, you know, a hundred other stressors going on, you know, so. Yeah, I think it probably also because your kids are not like small children anymore. Now they need yeah more. Yeah. They need more. They take over the TV. I'm like, you guys want to watch Veronica Mars or like who? <laughs> let's watch YouTube kids. I'm like, okay, let's watch some toys being unwrapped. Yay. Anyway, so. <laughs> Our first episode is uh, The Girl Next Door. The summary is um, when Veronica's pregnant neighbor, Sarah, goes missing. She tries to find out if her boyfriend killed her. This is written by Jed Seidel and Diane Ruggiero, friend of the show. Uh. I said show, not pod. Uh, So we have to talk about the case of the missing neighbor, uh, uh, Logan Weevil bonding, and yearbook revelations and flashbacks. Which do you want to start talk about first? Oh, let's talk about... Flashbacks. Uh, uh, your book. Oh yeah. So, Ms. Dent tells Veronica uh, that she's got to deal with this woman, and it's uh, it's uh, the lady from Chuck, Benita Friedrichsy. I can't pronounce her name, but she plays Evelyn Bugby. You remember her from Chuck? I didn't watch Chuck. You didn't watch Chuck? If you remember, I was if you like Chuck, the home, only person in our internet. Oh, gosh. group that didn't watch Chuck. Yeah, I gave it up after a while. But uh, <laughs> she was the sergeant that was uh, uh, in charge of everything. She's very theatrical. Yeah. Yeah, she's fun. Um, but uh, uh, actually, this is uh, – I just wanted to mention, um, you know, Ms. Dent tells Veronica to get this woman off her back. Well, it turns out um, the show got uh, Ms. Dent – out to not off their back. I don't think it was a, a bad breakup, but this is the last appearance of Sydney Tamaya Poitier. Really? I wonder yeah. why. She got pregnant and decided to leave the show. Oh. I, I have not I've I've looked up uh you know, looked around the internet. I didn't see any gossip, so you know, as far as I know, she got pregnant and said, well, well, having a baby and don't have time for her show. So yeah. Um, she does stay in the opening credits for a few more episodes, um, and uh, you can actually see her now in the Amazon series Homecoming. Well, I was, you know, every time she'd show up in the credits, I would think, really, it's such a, it's a wasted space. <laughs> she, because she, oh, because of her, how much she's in the show. <laughs> she's yeah, she's not in the show. She's in like one scene, yeah. and it's not very important. Yeah, it's not. She's always in the. The uh, newspaper classroom, right, right. It's nothing. The one she, episode that she was she was great in was the one with um, with Jane Lynch when she was getting Veronica's back over the whole election thing, you know. Yeah. Recount. But uh, yeah, maybe they had more in plan, more planned for her. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got some other helpful teachers that pop up, but or maybe she was like, "This is all they're giving me to do." <laughs> yeah. Move on. Here, yeah. I got an excuse. I'm pregnant. I'm, uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we find out uh, that uh, in a yearbook that Jake Kane and Leanne uh, Mars were the prom king and queen. And mm-hmm. um, what year did they graduate? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. So I'm old. 
What what year was Veronica born? I'm assuming 1985, maybe. Thinking how the math lines up. 2004, somewhere around there. Anyway, do the math at home. I can't do it in my head. It just seemed like <laughs> it seemed like she graduated high school a long, too early to have mm-hmm. a 16 year old teenager. Yeah. Well, Veronica's in 11th grade, so maybe 17. Um. But, yeah, some other strange things that pop up. Um, we find out in the flashback, this is new information, Duncan actually broke up of, with Veronica before Lily died. So what does that mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I had assumed, you know, just following the story. I mean, I've seen the show before, but, you know, the details I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, I assumed that this was Duncan broke up with her because of social pressure because of uh, her father – Right. Calling in Jake Kane for Lee's, Lee's murder. Uh-huh. But it was before that. Yeah. So. And it was really sad to see Lily, you know, Veronica going to Lily, you know, what's going on? I don't understand. Oh, just give him some time. He'll get, you know, just, you know, he's just my brother, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. the next time she goes to Lily, Lily's like, look, Veronica, just move on. Yep. It's for the best. It's for the best. And so then you start wondering... Oh, they actually did one of my favorite uh, shots that, you know, shows that do flashbacks that are on the same set do, which is present day Veronica watching past uh, Veronica run by and like run into the bathroom. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like those whenever they do, they do that. So, um, so yeah. they're kind of putting it out there that maybe Duncan, maybe Duncan found Veronica. out. Yeah, maybe their sister, brother, sister, and he found uh, out, and broke it off, and didn't want to tell her about it, and and that would, I mean, you know, that's a, putting that on a kid, that his sister dying. I mean, yikes! Yeah, you can see why Duncan's having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got more to talk about in other episodes revolving around that, but uh, what's next? We got Logan and Weevil bonding, or the case, the case of the week. Let's let's talk about. <laughs> Logan and Weevil. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I love when they put Logan and Weevil together. We got it twice this week, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is uh, um, we we actually get a uh, guest appearance from Stephen Williams, who is <gasps> plays oh, English yeah. teacher. That was great. So excited! Of course, he you know people watch iZombie. He pops up in the episode Max Rager as the uh, the barber. Always want him to come back, um, but because you know. 21 Jump Street, you know. Um, X-Files. Of course. What's wrong with me? That too. I guess I'm older than you. Um, Yeah. uh, Okay, so the principal goes to Logan and says, your dad said he was going to donate some shoes. He says, can I have a word? And Logan says, (laughs) anthropomorphic. All yours, big guy. God, he's such a smart ass. Uh, completely detestable. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is leverage when, um, Logan and Weevil get into trouble and get the tension. And this is the leverage that, uh, Logan uses over, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Clemens, Principal Clemens, when Mm -hmm. they go too far with their pranks on Mr. Daniels, which is, Taking his car and somehow soldering it into the flagpole. <laughs> yeah, but Weevil gets in trouble when he does less than what Logan. Like Logan just gets away with murder. Yeah, because he's an O niner, and like the principal has to put Logan in detention, also, mm-hmm. and expels Weevil for the the car stunt prank. And then Logan comes in. I mean, I enjoyed all that. They, I think they like each other more than what they let on. Ah, they but they have to. Yeah, and this is where the uh, the card cards get started. They yeah play cards together. So now, now Logan knows that Weevil plays cards. And also, was it this episode we find out that Weevil and now during the uh, ceremony, the uh, fountain dedication we saw weevil crying over mm-hmm. lily yep but it's uh told plain that weevil and um 
Lily. Lily. <laughs> you just had said a, it. Had, had a relationship. Was that this episode? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a tattoo with a heart, and it says Lily. Oh, but, yeah. But then, that then uh, Logan catches him and starts freaking out, and Weevil's like, "That's my little sister's name." Mm. So, do we believe Weevil? No. No. Uh. Before we move away from there, um, I have to mention another quote. Um, uh, Weevil tells Logan that he doesn't have the cojones to pull off a, a huge prank. And Logan says, never underestimate the size of my cojones. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's talk about the case of the missing neighbor. Yes. All right. Veronica is ha- uh, ha- casually... Striking up a friendship with her mm. neighbor who's pregnant. She's young. She didn't graduate high school. She just yeah. left home with, I guess it's her boyfriend. Yep. And Parker. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a famous actress. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, Jessica but, Chester. Yeah. But Parker. Importantly, Parker. Adam Kaufman is playing Andre the Boyfriend. Who is the worst person, uh, one of the worst people in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) And Uh, we're supposed to believe that he murdered his pregnant girlfriend. And we totally believe it because Parker is just the worst. He constantly plays a a, a loser. Actually, uh, they brought him back uh, for iZombie. Do you remember? (gasps) He played Harry, the prosecutor that Peyton dates before she decides to hook up with Ravi. He wasn't a bad guy there. He looked. He was kind of. He kind of played clueless, clueless a bit, you know. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't a bad guy in Dawson's Creek when he was oh, yeah, Jack's right. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wasn't that the first male yep. male kiss in primetime? Uh, yeah, I I believe that's what the trivia was. Check back our earlier. We don't want to wait episodes. <laughs> we totally <laughs> discussed it. Okay, so Jessica Chastain, I I did some research, just wanted to drop some stuff about Jessica, okay? So, just to kind of place her where she is in her career at this point. Before this, she was actually in the pilot for the WB's failed reboot of Dark Shadows. Mm. They were trying to probably, uh, like, oh, Angel is gone, or Angel is about to leave, let's get another vampire show going. Mm-hmm. I remember That this. Whedon's getting too big for his britches. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the Dark Shadows reboot because yeah. this lady that I worked with, whose dad went to church with my grandmother. Anyway, this lady was a huge Dark Shadows fan, and she was so excited about this mm. reboot. And then yeah. it never happened. Yeah, I, I think they shot a pilot. And that was it. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, you know, then they, of course the WB got their vamp- Vampire Diaries, and they made up for it. So <laughs> got their Vampire Show. Um, so then a few episodes of Law and Order Trial by Jury, that spinoff. Um, everybody's, th- in tri- everybody's in a law, law and Order show. Yeah. Then in 2008, uh, she starred in a movie called Jolene, and it was a, it was a movie inspired by the song where mm. Jessica Chastain plays Jolene. Mm. Um, and actually, it's funny, on the poster, it says, Jolene, introducing Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to go through some of my greatest hits for Jessica Chastain that I like. Okay. And uh, so 2010, The Debt, where she plays a young Helen Mirren, is probably when I first saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, 2011's Take Shelter, which was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Movie. Yeah. That was good. 2011 is also The Help. That's when she really started to break oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's when everybody went crazy over her. Mm-hmm. And then 2012 immediately follows by a Zero Dark Thirty. That She's. Peak Chastain, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014, Inter- Interstellar. Uh, 2015, The Martian. Um, 2017, Molly's Game. Did you ever see that movie? No. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And now coming up in 2019, Dark Phoenix and It Chapter 2. She's going to play the older version of Bev Marsh. Yeah. I was not surprised by that. It's perfect cat. I mean, if they didn't perfect get Amy cast. Adams, they'd get Jessica Chastain. I mm-hmm. think Jessica Chastain is actually a better fit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, she has 11 upcoming projects. Of course, uh, I should mention that uh, Annette O'Toole played older Beverly Marsh in the It movie back uh-huh. in 1990. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, pregnant Sarah. See, I remember, I remember her from Tree of Life. Oh, okay. I never saw that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I remember her in Mama. Oh, yeah. Which was a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. I remember Mama. My name is Tupac Shakur, by the way. That's a a Tupac song, says the guy from Vermont. (laughs) I mean, she's okay. I don't, I've never seen what the big, um, interest I'm Honestly, if if there's a reason to go back to watch Zero Dark Thirty, it's her performance, I think. Uh, And and I love her as, uh. I don't think I watched that movie. I don't think I paid close enough attention to that movie. Hmm. Uh, what, what were you going to say? Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, uh, Interstellar. I liked her in that. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm just Googling here. <laughs> but Dear Mama is a Tupac Chicker song. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Like, right. Okay. Anyway, back to Je- seeing Jessica Chastain in Veronica Mars is just like seeing Amy Adams in Smallville. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know, a little less... Uh, well, I don't know. Her role in Buffy wasn't wasn't that bad. It was her role in Smallville was pretty silly. Um, you know, craving. Yeah, but it's but still, it's like you know, she's in these. She's nominated for Academy Awards, and she started out on the WB. That's well, it's very very rare that that happens. Well, yeah, and uh, it's also interesting that we have this. You know, I believe Oscar nominated actress. I'm not sure if she's won one. Um, that uh, is in this episode, and her role is slightly bigger than the English teacher that's uh, about to leave the show. <laughs> like we see her at the beginning, and then see her at the end. I really like remembered her being in more than this. So, well, but she actually acts. You know, mm. she gets to act um, anxious and worried. You know, you get the mm. feeling that she's. She's on it. You don't know if she actually did just disappear or did somebody take her. Usually, you know, a pregnant woman, nine times out of ten, it's the boy's uh, husband. You know, they're panicked because they Mm -hmm. don't want that responsibility. You know, just so you know, you see it in the news all the time. And also, you know, this is another case of Veronica getting in possibly over her head. Luckily, this Andre guy is all bark and no bite because, you know, when I was really nervous for her when he found her in his apartment, you know, and she was immediately like, oh, your dog was barking. I came up to let him out. Yeah, Yeah, because what's great is we've seen her do that several times. Yeah. And it's so nothing that this time we were actually worried about her because he had a gun. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was a good misdirection because, um, you know, the clues were dropped. I mean, she left home, you know, kind of in a hurry, and she doesn't want to talk to her mother. Um, and, you know, right before her disappearance, uh, it, it's like her mother and her stepfather are coming to town to, to chat with her or whatever, or talk to her about her baby or something. And, uh, you know, you think, you, you I don't know, were you clued in immediately or were, No, it was a big surprise for me. I knew that Andre wasn't as bad a guy as he was made out to seem, but he he didn't. He was not worried about her. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he hurt Buffy, so honestly, (laughs) he's got that against him. But you know, we were expecting him to be so concerned about her being missing, and he wasn't. But it made sense that he wasn't because she just does. She just ups and leaves. Mm -hmm. She up and left home, and he was like, "Ah, she'll be back," or "I don't, you know, I can't do anything about it." I mean, she followed me here. I don't know. Yeah, he's acting all sorts of shifty. He's, you know, Keith catches him trying to go to the train, but it turns out he's just dropping off the model. Mm-hmm. Um, I do and then like, you're like, a, like she's a nude model. Well, that's what artists do. They draw yeah. naked people. You know, that's, that's oh, he's obviously sal- having sex with her and cheating. Yeah, with her. nothing yeah. salacious, really. No, no. I like the little side plot of uh, the uh, workmate that has the diary, and Veronica's like, "You're going to give me that diary, or you're gonna, like, you're going to regret it." You know, and then she calls in Weevil and the gang to come into the store and start trying on clothes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really that's pretty cute. Um, so, uh, yeah, this also, uh, did something that 
I don't know if they do it very often in this show. I I honestly call it like the J.J. Abrams thing, the alias thing, where the episode starts off and it's like, oh, something big has happened. And it's like, oh, 19 hours earlier or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah. So that was kind of Yeah, cool. it looks like, oh, something go... terrible went down. Who's yeah. going to, you know, they're all covered up. You don't know who it is. Yep. You don't know if she's just went into labor and had the baby or if she's dead or mm-hmm. or what so keith quick to action like sees the stepfather about to beat his pregnant stepdaughter with pregnant with his baby and he like immediately pulls his gun and shoots him through the window of the door <laughs> in the shoulder um, yeah he's so he's quick to action he, yeah he is experienced in this he knows yep. something he's got to he's got to intercede somehow Good episode. Yeah. We'll move on to the next one. Sure. Like a virgin. Okay. Now this is a very dated episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 This is very dated because there's a gazillion quizzes out there on the internet. But this is a big thing back then. At least it seemed to be according to Veronica Mars. I mean, I feel like when I watched it the first time, I didn't feel like how I feel now. Yeah. I don't remember thinking, God, that's so, you know, ancient. That's like our grandparents. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it is weird to think that. So we're talking about the purity test. Right. And it's weird to, I mean, because I feel like young people today don't really care about the history of people's, you know. Oh, really? I don't know. I think they do. I think everybody cares about other their partners' sexual but, history. Uh, but, but I mean, I'm saying like it's not shameful. Oh yeah, I see. Because because you know when I was in high school, it was shameful if you had and shameful if you hadn't. Like you'd just be sh- just be shamed to be alive. Well, you know, there's there basically. is the whole like sexist thing where it's more shameful for a girl to have had yeah. multiple partners. Oh god. Um, yeah, but. But, I mean, is it the same thing these days? See, I can't tell. Morgan is, like, not interested. You know, she's not this whole... She doesn't care what people... She doesn't have this peer pressure thing to feel one way or the other about it. Mm -hmm. So, I can't judge. I can't tell what normal young people are like these days. (laughs) So, anyway, back in the day, I guess one of the official ones was the Rice Purity Test, and uh, this came from Rice College, um, and it is, uh, according to this, a voluntary opportunity for O-Week groups to bond. I don't know what O-Week is. And for... um, Students to track the maturation of their experiences throughout college. Caution, this is not a bucket list. Completion of all items on this test will likely result in <laughs> I death. Mean, I, can, <laughs> I, mean, I can see that uh, that there would be groups that would gather this information and use it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's always there's studies coming out saying that young people are not as sexually active as they once were. And, you know, just how... Uh, society is changing. We can see that there's a big difference with each generation, but uh, this is weird. This is definitely weird. So if you go to ricepuritytest.com and you can take this too, uh, there are a hundred questions. You just check off all the ones that you say yes for. And when you, like Wallace says, like when you get the score, was it Wallace? Maybe it was the O-Niners talking about it. Uh, No, I think it was Wallace. Anyway, if the score is really high, that means you're very pure. The lower the score is, the more unpure you are. Or you've been married for 23 years. and <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been bored and you've been trying all these different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, probably not a big deal for people of our age to – at least I'm just trying to convince myself that it's not a big deal. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, maybe if you're a college kid, it might be more of a big deal that you've ex- had these many experiences. So it goes through the list. I mean, it starts with holding hands. And the very <laughs> last question is engaged in bestiality. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's the range basically. 
So I immediately had to, uh, in preparation for the podcast, uh, take this test and uh, send the link to Steph to take the test herself. Now, we haven't revealed our scores to each other. And uh, we definitely have revealed our scores to all the uh, strangers out there that are listening. <laughs> We're not going to get into specifics of what we answered, but uh, maybe if you take the test, you'll figure out uh, how how much it might have been how much might have been checked off. So, my prediction is I will probably be less pure than Steph. Uh, be ah. all right. So. Um, we want to say the scores at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, 27. 42. <laughs> I knew it. No. I, 27. <laughs> you got 42? You're an angel. <laughs> I, mean, <coughs> I really am. Wow. <laughs> to be married for 23 years. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've only been married I mean, for I 10. I got married when I was... <laughs> I got married when I was 22. I see. So that's what you mean by being married. I, I thought you meant like you've been married so long. So obviously you've uh, kind of done a whole lot of stuff no. with your significant other. Been married since I was a young, very young person. And so you haven't had as like, much different experiences as you might have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Also, I'm very modest. Right. Yeah. You barely swear. You're, yeah, maybe maybe you can count pin in public if you know you you say I was in the strip pit, you know, late at night drinking what, Boone's Farm. What's the strip pit? <laughs> you know, a strip coal mines. Oh, I, I, we don't have any of these up in uh, Vermont. So yeah. Um. All right. So there you go, everybody. We did that for you. Um, <laughs> All right, so Like a Virgin is written by Ari Wallington. Uh, Ari comes from uh, Sex and the City. Um, uh, she did mm. one more Veronica Mars uh, episode and then went on to write for some Disney shows. And, wow. yeah, and then eventually uh, developed her own series. She has a show on Netflix called Spirit Riding Free, and it's a little girl that rides a horse. My kids love it. So <laughs> oh. it's just funny. That, the, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is directed by uh, Guy Norman B, and I just wanted to mention him because he does direct a few more episodes of Veronica Mars, and he's like his name is all over WB and CW shows, and yeah, um, most notably Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most notably for us, for our uh, zombie listeners, um, he used the guy who directed Patriot Brains, the one where mm. <laughs> Lol died. Oh my God. Ah. The summary of this episode is a purity test is being passed around the O-Niners and it negatively impacts both Meg Manning, Veronica's last O-Niner friend, and Veronica herself. So we have the Lily Kane murder, the purity test, and the Fennel's deadbeat tenant to talk about. So, um, Okay, let's talk about the deadbeat tenant first and get that out uh, of the way because that was... Bleh. Oh, you didn't like that? Now, I mean, Keith was entertaining. That's that's the draw for me. I love scary Keith. <laughs> I yeah, love when he scares boyfriends, Keith. and I love when he gets crazy on, like, bad guys. And this guy is a bad guy. He's a user and a, and a loser. Uh-huh. Jeremy. Uh, I have a friend named Jeremy, so I can't say that. But <laughs> this Jeremy is a jerk. Just uh-huh. breaking into, like, his... Taking advantage. Yeah, and intimidating... Of this single mom. Yes, uh, we meet Alicia Fennell uh, for the first time. Oh, this is where uh, where uh, Wallace and Veronica are on the couch and she flashes him right when his mom walks yep. up. She's like, Wallace, I need to speak to you for a second. Now, Alicia has been hearing all sorts of things around town. He hasn't. She hasn't formally met Keith or Veronica, but he knows. she knows that uh, her son hangs out with Veronica and probably asked people that she works with. What's up with the Mars family? Mm-hmm. Um, or just plain, plain old herd gossip because everybody talks about the Mars. The Mars is. Yeah, well, just like just like the beginning of the episode where uh, Veronica's in the shower and somebody steals her clothes and throws them in the toilet. Ugh. Just cause. Just cause. Just to, just to be an ass. Yep. I mean, and then Me- Meg. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold See, on. We're talking about the, te- the tenant right now. Okay. I do. Uh, oh, well, it's okay. I, I, he, oh, okay. So let's go back to Alicia. Yeah. 
So the first impression that Alicia gets of Veronica the is flashing. seeing her the flash. So. Um, some trivia here: she's played by Erica Gimple, who uh, was uh, who starred for several years in the early '80s um, as Coco in the TV version of Fame. So she was like the main. Well, I character. knew she seemed very familiar. Yeah, and she's been in many like different like Fame specials ever since. That that was kind of her claim to. Oh. Fame. <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to mention that, um, but yeah, uh, Keith Keith goes and introduces himself, tries to offer some help. I do love that Veronica is like tells tells Wallace to ask her dad for some help, and he comes out. He's like, "You need me to talk to you about the birds and the bees again, Wallace." <laughs> <laughs> but when he goes to see Alicia, she says, "I'll worry about my children. You worry about yours." Mm. Yeah, she doesn't want any help. Mm-hmm. Also, we find out that Wallace has a, an imaginary friend named Norman uh, that he uses if he needs to go spend some time with Veronica because uh, Norman's the good boy that is completely imaginary. <laughs> and boring. Yeah, boring. Sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. boring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it really, really, there's nothing more else to talk about except for the intimidation that Keith pulls on this guy. It's just... Yeah, tells him to get out by 6 a.m. When his clock goes off at 6 a.m., Keith's right there by the bed. Also, yeah. <laughs> time's up. Yep. I, I love that he actually like has the balls. Like He he ga- he gasses them out of their house for the night, so he just walks back in there later on in the night and finds Keith just sitting there drinking a beer. Like, <laughs> and that's when he first says, "Get out! you're going to get out at 6 a.m., and that's when he wakes him up. Yeah. Uh, you want to see crazy? Pay attention. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Anyway, so yeah, Alicia discovers that Keith and Veronica aren't that bad after all, which is cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you wanted to talk about Meg. Meg. I keep wanting to call her Joe because she was Joe on Supernatural. And here's where I'm going to drop a little bit of trivia here for you. Uh mm-hmm. The character, Alana the Tal. character of Meg, was created specifically for Lana Tall or Lona Tall. I don't know. She auditioned for Veronica and was Rob Thomas's oh. second choice for the role. Now you say to yourself, "What? Hold on! You said you said that he was initially thinking brunette. Well, Alana Tall was a brunette. Uh, she's Israeli American. Um, uh-huh. She's a natural brunette, and uh-huh. uh, he liked uh, her so much that he decided to make a recurring role for her on the show." I really like her. When I when I saw that that was her, in the introduction of her character, I was like my I was my heart leapt out of my mm. chest. I love. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. I'm emotionally attached <laughs> to her. Uh, to that actress. Yeah, I got. I really need to rewatch Supernatural. That's just such a. It's no, you such don't. a huge. Oh my god! You, ha- you just can't. No. <sighs> There's so it's much good stuff. Insane. So much good stuff and so much not so good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're all taking the, the purity test. Uh, of course, Dick is bragging about how experienced he is. Um, we meet Meg's boyfriend, Cole, who is sad because he's so pure. And I, did you recognize Cole? No, he's a doll, though. Yeah, he's, he's got some great eyes. Um, but uh, he's played by Daniel Bess, who was in the iZombie episode, Even Cowgirls Get the Black and Blues. He was the like broken-hearted ex-boyfriend that they thought had murdered the country girl singer. Oh, yeah. And uh, Liv ended up telling him like exactly how that girl felt about him. You know. Uh huh. Good app. Um. So yeah, there's, suddenly where there's like his website where all sorts of people can buy purity test results, and now the scores are written on everybody's lockers. And who did it? Um, Veronica, I love Veronica, offers to help Meg and says to her, I believe cartoon birds braided your hair this morning. (laughs) (laughs) But. And so, are you getting to the point where Veronica needs a password mm -hmm. and they send, and she, they send her to, out to the parking lot to the girl with the blue hair? Okay. Now this is where my heart did leap out of my chest too. You know, Mac Mac is such. I guess we get Mac because uh, the Poitier girl leaves. I mean, it is a pretty quick switchover, if so. But um, maybe her 
uh, participation in the show picks up because of maybe the reaction people had to her, like there's a positive reaction to her, or you know the because we get our tech girl. Yeah, we get our tech girl. We need it. We need somebody <laughs> in the chair, and that is Mac. Yes. Uh, I wrote some trivia down for her. Um, Tina Majorino um, was a child actor. She was uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Dino- well, as a child, as a child, child, she okay. was in When a Man Loves a Woman. Um, oh. who, and I, I guess was, you know, really loved for that movie. I never watched that movie. It looked really depressing. Um, Andre, you see her on the cover with like a pet seal, <laughs> uh, oh, Karina, okay. Karina see, and, um, Waterworld. She was like the young blue eyed girl with the dreads in Waterworld. If you oh, wow. That movie. What were you going to say? Um, the movie about the seal. I was thinking that was, uh. Thora Birch. Oh, okay. no. That was, that was Tina Majorino. <laughs> um, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Yeah, sounds right. I just naturally say major when I see the word major. Um, so mm-hmm. she met Rob Thomas when she emailed him mm-hmm. when she was 13 years old. She hmm. was doing a book report on his books, uh, one of his books. And uh, they eventually met and vowed to work together one day because, you know, she was a child actress and, you know, he was tr- he was a screenwriter. Um, so, um, after I think around Waterworld or whatever, she ended up kind of quitting acting and, you know, hitting the books. And when she did return to acting, um, in Napoleon Dynamite, which ended up being a surprise mm-hmm. hit, um, Rob Thomas wrote her the role of computer geek Mac that same year. Aww. So yeah, he immediately got her on the show and yeah, she's had some success with, uh, uh, Big Love, True Blood, and Grey's Anatomy ever since. And uh, really, True, True Blood. Blood. Yeah, I can't remember her in there, but she. I don't. I just wrote down the uh, the roles that she was in several episodes of. Really wish she'd be on Night Zombie. Just one episode. Yeah, she must be really busy right now. Really wanted her to be the uh, the CDC love interest that uh, that ended up being a different uh, Candy. Ah, uh, C- Caddy, yeah. Caddy. Caddy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite was on the other day, and I was just the whole time I was thinking, "God, this is a weird movie. <laughs> Why did people like oh, it? Oh, I loved it's it. So weird. You know, the, what was great was you know, let me put my uh, glasses on and say, like, I totally saw that movie before anybody even knew about it. Uh, I was. <laughs> I, I went to a theater with uh, a friend of mine, a girl, uh, and uh, I, I go out to movies with girls sometimes. Um, I just wanted to. Wanted, I, you made I just all of a sudden was just like a girl. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking, um, and was just like I don't even know what this is, but this looks like look at this dork on the poster. This might be funny, and laughed through the entire thing. And then it's just so awesome how big it blew See, up. See, I, I guess it's just not my type of humor. Because I, I like I don't get it. Hmm. Because it seems like something I would like, and I'm not saying I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I've had a lot of wine. And I'm <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's odd. Well, to me, that people liked it. All right. Maybe you don't. Maybe, you don't have- Maybe I'm one of those. I'm one of those that surprised. Count me as surprised. Maybe you got any tots? Tater Have you heard of a liger? It's probably my favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but tater tots sound delicious right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, Where we're going to we? drop the Napoleon. <laughs> like, that's it for Napoleon Dynamite talk for the rest. We're going to, because honestly, I, I do love uh, Tina as, is it, what's, it, what's her role in Napoleon? Pam? Nope. People are screaming at their. Uh, at their uh, iPhones right now. Do, 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 do. Google machine work. Hey, we got to hurry up and get through this. We got a lot Deb. to do. Deb. Deb? Yeah, that's who she played. Deb. Now she's Mac. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, observations. I noticed that people were starting to wear numbered shirts. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh-uh. students like started wearing numbered shirts. And I don't know if they were like, and, like nobody actually commented on it, but it was just funny. Um, I wonder if that was about the time you remember on Buffy <laughs> that season that everybody yeah. wore numbered yeah. shirts and the costume designer was like, "There's no, there's no hidden meaning here. It's they're just shirts." Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so 
Um, what happens? Okay, so <laughs> Mac ends up with a new car, so that means she was the one that was. That's right. Yep, she's got a new video VW Bug. A green yes. Because Chloe got the red one, and all uh, all uh, girls behind the monitor get themselves a VW Bug. It's just the way it goes. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, and we have um, the computer teacher Rennie, who is cheating. Oh, not cheating. Who's sleeping with one of the students? And uh, and also we had Pam, who is currently going out with Duncan, and wanted to get some revenge on Veronica. So it was kind of a uh, confounded conspiracy. There's like a little bit of a hole there. Um, Veronica finds a machine that was signed in to her uh-huh. email. And so she all of a sudden starts uh, instant messaging with Rennie, who is using the name Froggy, and uh-huh. you know makes a rendezvous for later or whatever. But the thing is, uh, Rennie was sleeping with Kimmy, and Pam uh-huh. was the one that was going after Veronica. So why would Rennie be me- messaging Pam unless there was something else going on that we didn't know about? I don't know. I don't know. I got lost. All I know is <laughs> Matt got a new ve- a vehicle, so she must been she got the money. She got the money. Mac uh-huh. made that money. Respect of these idiots. Um, but I did like that rever- reversal at the end. It was it's kind of like the uh, the end of uh, Usual Suspects. Mac starts walking with a limp and then straightens out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's nice to see that Veronica has somebody on her yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mac and I mean, uh, Veronica and Megan, Meg may not be close friends. Meg just is a nice person. Yep. But we we can see that Veronica and Mac will have close interaction mm-hmm. from now. Love Mac. Next episode, Drinking the Kool-Aid. Story by Rob Thomas, written by Rob Thomas and Russell Smith. Um Veronica simultaneously investigates Clarence Weedman, the head of Kane Security, who took pictures of her and sent them to her mother, and the Moon Calf Collective, a peace-loving cult which O-Niner Casey joined. So, uh, first... Uh, oh, can we... Wait, let's back hmm. up to the first episode. <gasps> oh, we forgot a- That moment... Oh, sorry, go ahead. That moment when Veronica goes to the refrigerator and... Keith is saying, well, maybe, you know, talking about the girl's stepdad, maybe. Oh, no, no, no. He's talking about the girl's boyfriend. Oh, two episodes back. Yes, the first episode. That Jessica Chastain told Andre that the baby wasn't his, and he's okay with raising a child that wasn't his. Right. And Keith is saying, you know, well, maybe he'll love the child no matter what. And Veronica's at the refrigerator, and she zones out for a minute, and you think, Veronica just... Figured it out. She just put two and two yep. together that Keith is not her father. Well, but no, suspects that. <laughs> yeah, but no, she didn't. She figured it out that the stepdad had raped her. Right. So it's in our it's in our minds. We're thinking, you know, that uh, Keith might might not be. And also, we didn't talk about it in the very first episode in the pilot <laughs> when Keith goes. Who's your daddy? And it's really, it's, yes, it's so cringe. Yeah, I talked. It's so cringe. Yeah, I talked to you about that off the show because we couldn't really spoil upcoming events. But yeah, that is that was supposed to be in the pilot. Um, it was supposed to be some some sort of clue that Veronica finds maybe in uh, Keith's files or whatever that uh, Keith might not be her dad. So when he says that line in the episode, uh, it struck a different uh, key. Than it did in the final episode because, you know, what's going on in Veronica's mind at the time, you know, to us, who's your daddy is funny. And then if they added that little bit in there, it wouldn't have been so funny. <laughs> like, uh-huh. who is your daddy? Uh, also, uh-huh. I forgot to mention in the last episode, which is what I thought you were getting to. Uh, we There's a little bit more about the Lily Kane murder. Um, Veronica visits Abel Kuntz. Uh, Played by Christian Clemenson, who was in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Uh, and who was also <laughs> that big tub monster in oh, yes. Buffy. Buffy. Uh, oh, God. What episode was Like season two or uh, season three? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Like I, enemies or something time, like time that. Time to rewatch. Uh, 
Anyway, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, so she goes. She pretends to be from Abel Kuntz's hometown right. and visits him in prison. And he realizes that she's Veronica Mars. And you know, look in the mirror, Veronica. Are you the child of a schlubby sheriff? Schlubby sheriff, or the king and queen of the prom? Yep. And she goes to her car and she cries. She breaks down. So good. And it's a it's a good ending for an episode. But you're like, really, Veronica? You're that upset over this? Oh, and I then don't the, know. Fr- the next the next episode starts, and she's like, "F this, yeah. yes." <laughs> yeah, she pulls it together. <laughs> it drives her. She pulls it together and drives off. And then she's like, "Oh my god, is Duncan my?" And then <laughs> pulls over and pukes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's just in in this episode, she just finds out. Like we said, like I said in the synopsis, Clarence Weedman, the head of security at Kane Software, was the one that was taking the pictures. So. Was he trying to scare uh, – was Jake trying to scare off Leanne with these pictures or maybe does Clarence have some sort of you know ulterior motives? Um, yeah, and this was a great Rob Thomas uh, storyline mm-hmm. here with the – you know, she just calls his office and yeah. you know finds out that he's the head of security. You know, just oh, – he, he must have been sitting right here because the shots line up and – and it was this date because I see the sign for the book fair and I go to school and I ask the teacher when the book mm-hmm. fair was, whatever that was. Yeah, that was that was classic Rob Thomas. There's also, you know, a, a really a bit of uh, a drama here that, I mean, between Veronica and Keith where she kind of tricks him into taking this paternity test. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then she gets... She tells him she's afraid to, to stick herself and has him stick his yeah. self. And then she, she, when he walks off, she casually sticks herself. Yeah. And um, uh, she sends it off, but when it comes back at the end of the episode, she throws it, it away. Puts it in the shredder. Yeah, it doesn't. So I don't know if you noticed. You probably did. Keith is looking a little battered. So I think to myself, "Oh man, did he? Are we gonna? Oh yeah, that's never. Are we gonna find out about mentioned. something? Yeah." No, it's because <laughs> uh, Rico. Was the storyline dropped. Rico, no, Rico got into a little ice hockey accident. It wasn't baseball, like he, like he says, uh, a little ice hockey accident, and they just decided to kind of write it in at the last minute because probably because he's one of the stars of the show, you know. But I mean, I think the look is a little bit was definitely scary when he shows up on the <laughs> at the uh, compound there. When Veronica's like, oh, my God, my dad knows I'm here and he's undercover and yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, that was a great that was a great moment yeah. where she's just like she perks up. She like stands up straight mm-hmm. because, oh, I've been had. He knows I'm here. But, you know, when dad tells her not to go someplace, that's immediately where she's going to yep. go. Yep. <laughs> um. So we should talk about the case of the cults. And uh, this is uh, Casey Gantz, who... Who's this okay, guy? He's played by Jonathan Bennett, who we saw in Smallville uh, in the episode Blink. He is the guy that robs the talent and erases everybody's memories. Oh, okay. Remember that? He gets into the car. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very familiar. Yeah. I feel like we've seen he's him. He's also been in... He was also in Mean Girls with Amanda Seyfried, Lily. Oh, yeah. Also, he is the current host of Cake Wars and Cupcake Wars. <laughs> Oh. That's where I've seen them because my wife's always watching that stuff. <laughs> you know, I want to watch that, but the way they edit it, it drives oh, yeah, me, me too. freaking bonkers. Yeah. It's like edited so fast, yeah. so short. I, I think it's it. just, I don't know, kind of manipulated and so chopped up. It's like nothing. It's not actually reality. <laughs> anyway, mm. um, so uh, Veronica f- finds out that he got into this cult because of uh, – a literary journal that he applied to. So she writes this whole thing. I cut because I can this whole book, which is like dark, <laughs> oh, you know, like, yeah, she's like, I know so... exactly how to manipulate people into, uh, feeling bad yeah. for me and taking me in. But it's also like, ouch, you know, like <laughs> this is a really weird episode because, you know, skipping to the end, we find out that this cult isn't a bad cult. This is a good cult. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like, she might Veronica might be tempted because she's looking for yep. acceptance. She's been ostracized, be. as we say again and again, and uh, she's looking for friends. She's looking at she's probably weak to people being actual nice to her and genuine to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she finds out. Yeah, and it was it was a breath of fresh air to find out that there was nothing, you know, dark. 
nothing bad going on. With I this like that it's a, like that it's a good twist, but it also like I feel like yeah. it's just not that responsible to put that kind of story out <laughs> to the TV because it's like I don't know. I think you should be uh, suspicious of anything like this, you know. Well, but I think the point was that he, the boy, was using anything. He knew his parent. He knew what his parents right. were up to, and he was just using it as a tool to dupe his parents. So in the end, he gets deprogrammed, and we find out. Oh yeah, they wait. They kidnap yeah. him at the grandmother's yep. funeral, and then what happens? Yeah, they they. You know, there was also Rain, who is a minor, who's a runaway. She sees her in the milk carton. Yeah. And we find out at the end that, you know, Keith is just like, uh, the community is more functional and wholesome than Neptune. And Rain is a lot better off being in that group. And then Casey pulls up in, in a, you know, a sports car, Porsche or whatever, and is like, just looks like an 09er again. So it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, I think he was just... Yeah, he was just using the cult to get away from his uh, I guess so, yeah. I guess because it it ends up not being a cult, even though it's really, really very close to a cult. But I guess maybe the final uh, the final piece of it being verified as a cult is that it's it uses people, and you know it doesn't seem like this guy Josh is really using any of the miners. Well, I or, mean, is it a cult or is it just yeah, a commune? It really ends up being just like a commune. Yeah. So. A poinsettia. Anyway, let's get to our Christmas episode. An Eccles Family Christmas, written by Dan Ruggiero. Uh And it is, the synopsis is, uh, When the winnings of a poker game between Weevil, Duncan, Logan, and other O-Niners goes missing, Veronica decides to investigate. So. So more Weevil and Logan being thrown together. It's like, why? But... They explain it. Yep. Uh, so there's the poker game, and then it follows up with the the harassing letters. So I kind of split them up. Let's start with the poker game, though. Okay. So yeah, I liked this. This was a good mystery. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's also like, all right. So we have our people that are in almost every episode, and then two randos. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, so it's probably, probably these one randos. of those guys. Yeah. I do like that. I don't. Have you ever seen Risky Business? Okay, yes. so uh, uh, Joey Pants, uh, one of the things he does when uh, Tom Cruise can't pay for whatever, the, the strippers or the hooker or whatever, it's been a while, he takes a Fabergé egg as collateral until he can pay. So it's uh, kind of cool that we actually takes a Fabergé egg until he gets his winnings back. That was interesting. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, but there's, it's, this is a pretty cool, cool mystery because it's, you know, you see the game, you're wondering what's going on, and then you get Veronica investigating and interviewing each one of the participants of the game and then seeing how they saw things. It's kind of a Rashomon, you know? Um, uh huh. But, um,. I just, I just wrote some of the like. I love this quote by Weevil. When we see this flashback of Weevil trying to get invited to Logan's game, and Logan's like, you know, you got to bring my property values down if you come out. And he's like, I'm the one who's got to go up into the hills all by myself. What if I run into a pack of your white boys, huh? On some clean, well lit street, I could be bored to death. <laughs> that was great. This was a great Weevil yes. episode. This was more of a Weevil episode than a. Logan Eccles. Yeah, but we also, I mean, we we have we have Logan. I don't know. It was it was a bit of a Logan one because we do have some pretty good Logan in this as well. A lot of the, a lot of his parents and and we see Logan like on his own. Lisa Rana. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, Connor pl- is played by Travis Schultz, who was in a lot of Passions before this. So that's the guy with the abs. Um, and the other the other guy wasn't oh, really in anything. Oh. I could see. Yeah, I was wondering where we need. He seemed like yeah. a star. Um, we found out Logan was called Lauren by Rosie Perez. That's an interesting fact. Um, yeah, because he gets he uh, the the guy who's the actor Connor. Connor. He gets tired of Logan's wisecracks, racist wisecracks yeah. towards because you know you can he could say one or two things and it be. Uh, considered just trying yeah. to be funny. He goes overboard. But he just again and again. He goes yeah. overboard to where it's just just harassing. He's just harassing. Yeah. But you know, I think his ego is still bruised by Weevil, and uh, he probably has got that tattoo in the back of his mind too. 
He's poking him Right. He, yes. I think that has a lot to do with it. I also, uh, one of my favorite Logan moments is when Veronica drops by the Eccles residence and, you know, questions him and then gets the invite to the set from Logan. And, you know, Logan's on the phone. He's like, can I get my, and he kind of looks at her and she's like, he's like, friend, a pass. <laughs> and then yeah. when he said, it, it was hard for him to say yeah. friend. He didn't know what else to call And then when he sends her away, he's like, annoy, tiny blonde, annoy like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Logan is messed up. Logan has a lot uh-huh. of issues. Um. So yeah, we. I mean, the, the case is basically we find out that Sean is the son of the help for another residence, and actually he's uh, he's pretending to be an O Niner, and um, basically he's new to the community. He used to be a shoplifter. He's just another Troy Vandegraaff, you know. He's coming in, being an 9 er playing everybody, you know. <laughs> Has a bad uh-huh. history. <laughs> so, yeah, this this part – I love this – the last thing I wrote here for these guys is just like the party starts up and Weevil says to Veronica, he's like, don't I just blend in? Look, where's Weevil? <laughs> And he kind of steps back, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she, like she walks away, and then somebody just walks by and hands him a dish, and he's just like, "You're killing me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. on fire, on fire. All right, so the case of the oh, sorry. oh and also Diane Ruggiero writes dollars. Yes, oh, I'm always so happy when I see her name pop up. Her and Rob, um, you know, I call them by their first names because they're friends. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the case of the harassing letters, we have Lynn Eccles hiring Keith to uh, look into these harassing letters that her husband Aaron is getting, um, basically death threats against him. So um, let's just get this out of the way. We need to talk about Lisa Renna's lips. <laughs> well, her whole entire uh-huh. body. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got, I've, I've, She's... She's a little I've done some research <laughs> because it's okay. really distracting and I don't want to be mean to her. I, you know, yeah. And this she seems was, really this nice. Was at the, she, I think she was the first person that I ever, I, when I was ever aware of lip injections, Botox and, yeah. and everything. I feel like she was one of the first, this was, this was about the time that this stuff all started. So I, I but go ahead. I mean, I, I was distracted because it's just like that's not natural. I just don't understand it. What's going on? Maybe maybe she's got you know something wrong. You know, and you know we should just no, like no. you know forgive her. She's got like some sort of just no. She's just a fifty year old uh, soap. Well, what happened? Okay, so it turns out uh, that she f- uh, she freely admits that she had silicone injected into her lips in 1986 in her early 20s uh she's quoted saying she did it with a friend after seeing beaches i don't know what that means (laughs) maybe barbara hershey's lips or maybe uh 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 uh, who's the singer uh bet miller maybe they had very voluptuous lips i don't know know. you're my hero stuff well, you're definitely. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm touched. <laughs> um, so she says she she like freely admits she's like I owe much of my career to my lips. You know, this is this is something that I'm not ashamed of. And but um, you know, you look at photographs of her. I mean, she has been like a daytime star for years and years and years. I think days of our lives, right? Uh huh. And yes, you know, over those years, like her lips have gotten m- much more. I don't know, distracting. I'll say. Um, she says that mm-hmm. uh, basically over the years, her top lip became like swollen and bumpy. And I think this is where we're seeing it right here. She says it's mm-hmm. the result of scar tissue that ended up forming around the silicone. So, you know, she got the silicone. It looked all nice and plump and whatever. But then scar tissue blew it up even more, you know, and then made it like really, you know, dried out and gross, you know. Um, Harry, Ham- Harry Hamlin's actually said like he's had – no regrets. He like just he does, he he married her for her eyes, and he's in love with her. And they did a whole reality show together. That's where I was getting all this stuff from. Harry, Harry loves Lisa. Yeah. So yes. in 2010, this is like six years after this episode here. Uh, she went under the knife again. The surgeon removed some of the tissue containing silicone that had actually seeped throughout uh, Lisa Rinna's lips, and then ended up recontouring 
uh, her lips. So it decreased the lips volume by at least 30%, according to <laughs> the report here. So it's pretty interesting. I look up so many like like different articles about Lisa Renna and like whenever she's like in a public forum, like like on an Oprah or whatever, like a talk show, inevitably someone will stand up in the audience and ask her about her <laughs> her surgery and she'll just openly talk about it, you know. Um so yeah, this is I this that's basically what what's distracting me is it's that scar tissues that that's built up, you know. But otherwise she's, she's she seems nice. I mean, you know, she seems nice in interviews yeah, and stuff. I think- I don't know much about plastic surgery, but it seems like the earlier you have it done, the when it when you get to be older, it yeah. just you know it's not gonna you know it doesn't last forever, and your body yeah, it sounds like her body is re- rejecting it with that scar tissue, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You put something foreign in your body, and your body's gonna mm-hmm. react to it. But yeah, I re- I. I was wondering why, I mean, she seems like an open book. She seems very open, and I couldn't remember why I knew that her and Harry Hamlin were married, but I guess I did watch that reality show. And then she was on the Real Housewives of Los Angeles or something like that, but I was just wondering how she looks these days. Uh, I've looked up. She does look, I think she looks uh, better. I mean, she looks older, you know, but she... um, She's like 14 years older now And uh, I do Think that it doesn't look as bad But you know I didn't really go crazy uh-huh. I wasn't trying to uh, Be whatever uh, In her life But I mean I feel like they're very well cast As uh, Logan Eccles' yeah. parents Like you can see that this would be his parents Rich actor types Yeah yeah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. vain. Uh huh vain Anyway so Um so the story here is Keith tells Linda to cancel her party because the letters are coming to the home. And um, I love she's like, I know everyone here. They're the help. <laughs> oh, and that's when the, yeah. the, the pumpkin shows up with his the knife in Aaron's face. Um, then uh, Keith does some investigating. We hear about the Casablanca's party. Um, someone got fired. It turns out that it was uh, uh, a caterer who walked in when um, – Aaron was fooling around with this girl, Monica, who is played by Emmanuel Vaguer. Vaguer. Oh, I did. I mean, I saw her name in the credits. Dr. And then I missed Helen her. Bryce from Smallville was uh-huh. uh, in this episode. Yeah, I was very happy to see her. She was. What was she in? Smallville. Was it Smallville. she? You're trying to think of Smallville. But she was also. Oh, I'm. you know, she's been in everything. Wasn't she like several characters? In what? In nope. Smallville? She's <laughs> yeah. only one character? I'm thinking space. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she's, she's, see, when I say that it's unusual for somebody to be become a Academy nominated actress that started out on the CW, it's because when you start out on the CW, you stay on the CW usually, like her. She's a CW yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. Or she's a, or she's a, yeah, yeah, probably be on I mean, sci fi shows. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, also found out from this episode that uh, la, la tranchiere means a carver. So use that next time. I, I was pumpkin tranchiering. That works, right? Okay. Um, right. So uh, anyway, Keith uh, discovers that, uh, you know, Aaron might get killed at this party and he's trying to get in. And then he spies through the window and sees Veronica confronting Jake Kane about the pictures. And he's like, I don't know. But then he goes out and yells at Celeste, what did you do? So do you, maybe Celeste sent Clarence Weedman out, out after to threaten Leanne? Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I love it. As Christmas carolers are singing, uh, Aaron Eccles gets stabbed by this uh, angry caterer. And we get a last voiceover from Veronica. What was I thinking? Christmas and Neptune is, was, and always will be about the trappings, the lights, and the tinsel they use to cover up the sordidness, the corruption. No, Veronica, there is no Santa Claus. Mm. <laughs> so good. So good. All right, we're running long, so we really should wrap this up. But uh, any other final thoughts about these episodes? Do you have a favorite? Uh, no, I mean, I enjoyed mm. them. I enjoyed, I enjoyed parts of all, of each of yeah. them. You know, like I enjoyed 
Meg and Mac. Yeah. I enjoyed. I think it's a tie between Like a Virgin, the purity test one, and the uh, and the, the Christmas episode. The Christmas episode is slightly uh, edging over. Yeah. It's just, such good dialogue. Stuff. So sarcastic. So in two weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, Silence of the Lamb. Uh, ah, <laughs> Clash of the Tritons. Uh-huh, because Harry Hamlin was in Clash yeah. of the Tritons. <laughs> Lord of the Bling. Your second Lord of the Rings reference this season. And finally, Mars versus Mars. Uh-oh. Mm, Veronica versus yep, Keith. Yep, yep. Big showdown. Dad, why didn't you tell me? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, ass- I'm assuming, I'm too. You know, it's, I, I'm thinking they, they're, uh, they're on opposite sides of a case, maybe. Probably. Yeah. So if you've made it this far... Uh, just know that um, also on the We Don't Want to Wait feed, um, you will see a final Christmas present from us, which will be a commentary for the Christmas episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, in which uh, we'll again be drinking. We have been drinking tonight. Yeah, we have been drinking. My nose is stiffening. <laughs> and talking over an episode, this episode of Sabrina called, I think, A Winter's Tale. Very original. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Uh, the bard rolls in his grave um, But uh should be fun I'm looking forward to it And uh, yeah, if you listen to this on the iZombie feed Just know we got that If you like Sabrina, we covered all the episodes Of, of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina And uh, so this is kind of like A continuation of that for fun So uh, we'll catch you all Yes, and we We apologize yep. in advance <laughs> But we will uh, catch you all after the holidays. Uh, we'll probably be releasing an episode around January 5th or 6th, somewhere around there. I think we're recording on the 4th. Um, and uh, talk about those next four episodes. So thank you for listening. Have a happy holiday. If you do celebrate it, if you don't, have a yes. great, uh, you know. Watch a, watch a bunch of television. television. Yeah. Watch a bunch of movies. Eat a lot Get of Get ahead food. of us on Veronica. Um, yeah. Spend time with your family. Make your family watch Veronica Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just rewatch <laughs> iZombie. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye. <laughs>